Hey guys, welcome back. Yo, we's back, y'all. Before we get started, we'd like to just remind you guys to go into Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and a review, help us spread the word. Um, but without further ado, we have our special guest today, Alex. Hello. What's up, Alex? <laughs> Girly, how you doing? Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is for exciting. sure. Alex is uh, one of our good friends. We hang out all the time. I mean, the pandemic has put a damper on a few of the plans, but, you know, still one of the homies, one of the homies. <laughs> Alex, tell the people a little mm-hmm. bit about yourself. Um, well, obviously, I'm Alex. I'm tw- oh, I was like, oh, yes, sorry. You no, you say that. You <laughs> 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 um, I'm 26. Um, I'm from Orlando, and yeah, I live. I'm a server slash own my own um, photography business, and I just got married in January to my high school sweetheart. Crazy. So that was exciting. That was quite the time. Robert hey, was there Liddy, for that. Liddy. It was Liddy Liddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, just here, chilling, living life, trying to make it through day yeah, by day. Lord knows. Interesting fact. Alex is actually the one who took our pictures for the whole launch of like R&B. So all those pictures where everybody's like, you guys look so good. The pictures came out so nice. That was all Alex. So if you guys ever need any pictures taken or need somebody to, you know, take a dickety pickety, Alex is out there. <laughs> I don't know about all. I don't know about all that. So extra. I don't got zoom lenses like that for some of you guys out there. <laughs> oh, there's always something going on. Well, for me personally, as you two know, uh, Florida is kind of getting back into the biz, and I started work. I'm being a server. My um, restaurant was doing to goes this entire time. And I was helping the to-go's, but I was working one day a week, six hours. Like, that's not like it supplements my income any which way. But we opened up at with phase one restrictions of 25% inside. Um, Outside, we have a huge outdoor patio at my restaurant. Um, But we're just keeping everyone, like, six feet apart. So we're doing every other table, which is nice. So it's been busy. It's been good. We had Cinco, which we got rocked. So I'm excited. It's, you know, I know people have their mixed emotions about the whole thing, but... At the end of the day, I'm not getting any help yeah, from which the is government. Shitty, man. So Super shitty, I man. And I'm like, do you feel do you feel weird? Like, you know, being back at work, like in terms of you know, people are still like getting sick and shit. Do you feel like uncomfortable or are you like wearing a mask and stuff while you're there? So we all have to wear masks. And um honestly, from the get-go of me before I was a server, I've been a restaurant manager for three years. So I've always practiced like safe, like washing my hands and I knew when to wash my hands and how long and procedures because that's just when a health inspector comes, like they ask you those things and actually test you on it. But I have my, like, it's funny. I have my mask on. Everyone, everyone in the restaurant has a mask on, but none of the patrons have masks on. No, No one had a mask on. No one like had gloves on or like, I feel like people are thinking the extreme of these things and it was just kind of like super normal. I actually felt weird wearing a mask. I'm like, I feel like I'm just like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm the problem, but like, you know, when you, it makes like, you seem like, you're I don't want to say social norm, but... Exactly. Like normally before all this, when you saw someone with a mask on, you were like, Oh, I wonder if they're yeah. sick or like, what's wrong with them. Now it's obviously very normal to wear a mask all the time. But when you're serving all these people that aren't wearing a mask and you're the only one that is, it's like, Oh, it's just a little weird. And they can't hear you. And they're like, 
what? Can you take that thing off? I'm like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, it sucks because I see both sides of it. Like, I go back to work my first day is tomorrow, and we all have to wear masks. And my restaurant is a fine dining restaurant. So, obviously, that's a little bit uncomfortable. They got us all, like, matching white masks, which is, like, I guess better. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, it doesn't look, like, yeah. you know, out of order. Um, But, yeah, your tables. like, I work in an area that has a band. So, I'm like they already can't hear me as is and then as a patron I would feel uncomfortable with um my server wearing a mask but then it's like I understand why we are and I think that it's a good thing because obviously we're handling their food and speaking to them but then yeah when the patron comes in and then they aren't wearing a mask and they're speaking to me I'm like what if it's like getting around my mask or whatever but it's like if you're gonna eat you're not gonna wear a mask you know so the whole thing is just kind of weird it is weird. And I'm like what you were saying before, Robert, I'm not necessarily, I don't feel uncomfortable. That's the only reason why I feel uncomfortable for me personally. I think like I'm not touching my face constantly. You know, yes, I'm like picking up their silverware. And sometimes I try to wear like a glove when I am picking up like pre-bussing or, you know, picking up their stuff after the fact. Um, but I wash my hands immediately after and my hands feel like rubber yeah. at the end of the day. But I, it is what it is. Like it can't, I guess I would just, you know, I would just be like more it, conscious just because like well, you know when you're like picking up the dishes after they're done, like at that at yeah. that point, saliva's yeah. been on it. You don't know, mm-hmm. like you know, like you're just like I'm not like just from me. I think I would just be like more weird about it, just because like before it was like it didn't matter if your hand mm-hmm. like touched the ketchup that they dipped their French fry in, but now yeah. it's like you know, yeah, it's something that needs to be What's like in that ketchup. Out for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened this week? What are we? What what was something interesting in oh. media or some bullshit? You know. There's always something going on. So it's like, it's like we made it like made a milestone of like being good and recycling. And now we're just like, whoop, revert it back. Because people are just yeah, scared about everything sure. else that's going on. Like, so pretty much know. the pandemic is still but, bullshit. So there's that. Um, uh, media wise, I started watching um, uh, Married at First Sight or some bullshit like that. What is it called? Married at think, First Sight. I think that's what it's I called. Know. So the show is like. I, because I was, I was doing homework today. So as I'm like doing homework, I just want something on the, like in the background just to like, so I'm not like bored. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I started, I actually started watching it. It's when like these, these matchmakers, they like have two people come and they are meeting for the first time. But the first time that they meet is on the altar when they're getting married. And it's not oh like, a, it's oh. not like, a, oh yeah, like, you know, a fake marriage. Like, no, like the only way that they can get out of it is they, if they, if they get divorced. So oh, these people no. have not met. They're like talking. They're like they're like talking what? to the parents and shit. And the parents are like, you know, hey, this is so unconventional. Blah 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 blah. I'm like watching the show. And the part where I'm at is that like everybody's been like married. So now it's like the days after. And I guess at the show, the show keeps going. Okay. And it tells you like if they like made it or whatever. So I'm like super interested to like mm-hmm. see what happens because I'm like the fact that you decided one day that you're gonna wake up and just marry a random person. You don't know who they are, what their name is, what they look like, what they're interested yeah. in, like. Like, I'm like, how did you get to that position of your life when you're that open that you're like, whatever, anybody. That's what, yeah. (laughs) Who would say yes? That's what I think. I'm like, why? What happened? What happened to me? Like, fuck it. Whoever comes my way, I'm married. Like, it is what it is. Dude, that's just crazy. And I'm like, I'm never, I'm like, I don't know how I've never heard of this, but it's, it's, it's on Netflix. And I'm like, now I'm like hooked because I'm like, I want to see what happens to these people. There's no way that every Mm -hmm. single one of these marriages are going to work. There's no way. 
I just think it's uh, we said this like I don't know last episode or the episode before but Robert loves trashy TV and this is just like another prime example of trashy TV because like I'm like that doesn't sound interesting at all but Robert I was is, just like, thinking and I'm like that's quality trash love, if I've love ever trashy heard TV, man. it's like 90 day fiance you probably watch that too yeah oh, God. love that shit yeah yeah I you know, like I said, it just, I wear gloves some t- majority of the time when I pick up, like, well, actually another thing we're doing is we're asking, um, our guests if they want to do to go silverware or regular silverware, sense. um, as well as we're automatically giving them plastic cups, which I really hate because, it, you know, we, this whole thing of, you know, recycling and preserving the planet. And then here we go. And just like giving every plastic, gotcha, yeah. all this so stuff, much waste. Like, it's so much waste and like even the gloves, like amount of gloves that mm-hmm. are getting made and all that stuff, which it sucks. I get it, but it's just like, it's like a, everything is a double yeah, sword right now. Because on one hand, like the you earth know. is being able to like clean the air and then we're being able to see China mm-hmm. for the first time in however long. But then, yeah, like you're saying, there's all this waste that's like newly created because of course, like being in the hospital, you throw so many things away and there's so many more people being hospitalized. And then there's just like regular people wearing gloves and masks and just littering them and just not even, you know, being aware of like the impact that they're making when they do stuff like that. So there's no way that we can have this episode without me bringing it up. There was a black 25 year old. I'm going to pull out my little screenshot real quick so I can make sure I get everything right. His name was Ahmed Aubrey. He was 25 years old. He was uh, jogging in Georgia when he was gunned down by... And one of them used to be a former police officer. And they're trying to claim, like, self-defense when he was the one jogging on the street. And they stopped him. Like They hunted him down. Literally it was crazy. Him down. Yeah. Father and son duo. They hunted him down. Like, Absolutely. I want to know why are you a formal former officer? Like, what there's all, yeah. you know something happened. It's probably not the first time. Like, yeah, exactly. You know. And my thing is that like, okay, this guy was murdered senselessly for no reason. The person who did it not in jail. They're struggling to press charges against this guy, and I'm like, it's so insane to me that like he like we know what he did, we know what happened. There's video mm-hmm. of it happening, and we're mm-hmm. struggling to to prosecute him. Like if this was yeah. anybody else of a different of a different race or anything like that, it would be like a snap fingers and it's done. Like yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's retarded like, and if roles yeah. were reversed, it yeah. would be much different. And that just goes like another, you know, part of the situation of life today is just like our system is just so flawed. Mm-hmm. It's just so flawed and it's so sad. But you know, that's it. That's when it comes down to like us and that's the power of social media today that hopefully we can make a change with like social media and enough people coming out with voices and whatnot and wanting to step up and, and make a change. Yeah. So hopefully that and happens. And of course this happened in Georgia. Yeah. Like for the deep sure. South, you know, like, come on. It's not like it happened in Michigan or something. It gotta be the South. Yeah. And that's part of probably the problem. Yeah, I'm just really sad for like his family and shit. Cause I'm like, 25 he's two years younger than me like you know that's that's me that could be me and it's like this is what I, this is where people yeah. don't understand what the whole like black lives matter thing we're not saying it as a way to say nobody else matters we're saying that there's a problem with mm-hmm. the way that we're being treated and we need to deal with that that's that's the point how about how they're handling yes, that life exactly Literally. yeah because how is anybody else supposed to feel 
being a brown black person whatever and going out for a simple run there's no he didn't aggravate anyone nothing was said nothing was done and he was shot so it's you just you can't it's like you can't go anywhere you can't do anything yeah you can't do anything without being in fear and the facebook Mm -hmm. post was like black people can't get skittles they can't wear a hoodie they can't breathe they can't like you know like all the people and then like by each one it had the person that died and it's like it's crazy because that's real. All those people are real people. Yeah. You know, and that's it's not we're just like not just yeah. saying that. It's actually like here's, here's proof, proof yeah, back exactly. up. You so know? it's just really sad. It's shitty that like, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything, you would think that like we will all come out and we would try to like go onto the right foot, but it just shows that there's still more work to be done and that, you know, we haven't made as much change as we think we have and that we need to be conscious about it so that things like this stop happening because it's fucking stupid. Absolutely. You know, it like I feel like things would be so different if, okay, these two white guys do this to this black guy. Like, all right, there's going to be people that are just racist out there and that's a forever probably thing. Like, but it's the system that like you couldn't correct that flaw. Like you just back Mm -hmm. that up and you make it look 10 times worse. Because if in the judicial system or whoever, the cops, if they handled it the way they should have, everyone would been like, they're okay, in jail. Like, they're where they're, yeah, and that's exactly. how that's done. Mm-hmm. But with them not doing it, it just makes it ten times worse. And like this, you know, why, why? Like, can't you like what? What in everyone's mind makes you feel like this yeah. was right? Yeah, or like not wrong. And this is I why guess. it continues to happen because people are like, well, I'm not gonna get in trouble for it because I'm white and they're black. Yeah. So like, fuck it. Like, let's just go kill that guy over there. Ten points if we kill that guy. You know, I'm sure they're playing some type of fucked up game probably going mm-hmm. hunting or on the way back from hunting or something and decided to, you know, and do just, the deed. Just the message that it, like, sends to, like, Black people like me, like, the message that that sends me is that, like, our lives literally don't matter. It means that, like, our lives are just, they're just disposable, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so somebody could kill me and it wouldn't mean anything. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That's fucking yeah. scary, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I just hope someone, like I said, steps up, you know, because obviously this is all over the internet and all over news reports and everything. I hope someone who has some power can make their way and, and help this family, you know. But I'm like, Kim Kardashian, and- where are you at? <laughs> Fucking tried it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is the, what is the topic For that real? we are going on? On a, on a brighter note, on a brighter side, what is the, the topic <laughs> that we're doing this week, Brittany? So today we're going to talk to Alex about being a newlywed and everything that comes along with it. Especially marrying your high school sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just start off by well, asking how long have you guys been together? Yeah, we've been together um, eight years. We hit our eight-year mark uh, three days after our wedding, four days after our okay, wedding, so you actually. Guys the same anniversary again, so that's good. Yeah, and that was, it was actually the point. No, it wasn't the point necessarily, but it was convenient that way because I'm like, you know, that's still an important mm-hmm. day to us, and just like a lot of other couples who have been together for a long time, even though they got married after 10 years or something, they still want to talk about and enhance the fact that we've still been together for 10 years plus. It's not just, you know, you'll hear a lot of people say we've been together for 10 years, but married for two or something. So it's kind of, I'm, I'm probably just going to say we've been together for yeah. eight years, yeah. which I do. I just got married still for eight years, <laughs> you know, whatever. It does. So okay. yeah. we're together. We've been living together, um, doing this whole thing since day one. So yeah. So I guess my, my my question would be that like back when 
we were like younger and like our mom and dads and stuff like that I feel like marriage has like had like such a different like meaning than what it does today so mm-hmm. like to you like when you were getting mm-hmm. married what was it like you know what is it what did, what did that mean to you you know so it's funny like you asked that because I've had a like, conversation with my girlfriends um who think differently than I do with marriage so for me um I always told Dylan I wanted to get married in front of people so I guess I wanted to elope because it's just easier and you can kind of like create your own style when you elope and go somewhere magical and whatever. But I also wanted to confess my love really in front of everyone and, and promise each other in front of our loved ones and families and friends um, that we're doing this and we're going to do it together and forever. um, There's definitely things that like, as Robert knows, since he was there, like my dad didn't walk me down the aisle. I didn't do a first dance, like a dot father daughter dance with my dad. Um, my brother walked me down. So there's things that we did make our own and make it unique to us because some of that stuff doesn't, is not relevant to us, but marriage, I think I still want to incorporate the whole, you know, doing it under, it was under God. We had a, a pastor there. So doing it under God, um, and making it, official in front of everyone and and just saying hey we love each other and we're gonna be married and we're gonna work through it and so that's what that's what our mindset was when we got married and how we wanted to do it that's dope i'm like because I'm, I'm trying to think of like what i think marriage is and it's like i think it is two people coming together saying that like no matter what we're going to like work you know because i feel like once you like mm-hmm. sign that paper you're saying that like which is why the whole marriage at first sight is so crazy is because it's like you you don't get to choose a lot of things. So now you're giving up that choice to be married to whoever you want to be married to. And then it's like, at, yeah. at, for, to me, the, our, our divorce rates are so high that it's like, why mm-hmm. would you voluntarily walk into something that you know, isn't going to work, you know? And then I guess that like, yeah, it's just, it's just weird for me. Cause obviously I haven't been in, in a relationship in like forever. So it's like to, to even think that you would like get to that point <laughs> to be like, Oh, this is the one, you know, like, 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 did yeah. you, when you met him in high school and like, you guys were together, were you like, oh, this is the one? You know, it's, it, that's what I was just thinking when you were saying that. I'm like, you know, it wasn't like the smooth paved roadway to heaven kind of thing. Like we definitely faced bumps and bruises along the way. We broke up for three months at a time, like at one point. Um, and we used to fight in the beginning, like there's no tomorrow, like cats and dogs. But I don't know what it was when I first met him, which was, he's younger than me. So I was um, a junior and he was a sophomore, but we had a class together and um, I actually just got out of a long-term relationship, like whatever, long-term relationship in high school. So (laughs) what does that really mean? (laughs) But um, my ex was abusive um, physically and mentally. And I, we broke, I finally came to my senses and got out of that relationship and not that I wanted anything after that, it kind of just like, I was like, I'm in high school. It's my junior year. I'm about to be a senior. Like, I want to live it up. Um, I always had a crush on Dylan. And I thought he just was, he was tall and cute and whatever. And we didn't start dating initially. We actually became friends hey. with benefits. <laughs> and, and it's like, just like those two movies, one yeah. friends with benefits, isn't it? And one no, yeah. like just friends. No, yeah, what you're and how they're like, we're just going to fuck around and nothing's going to happen. We're not going to catch feelings. And that's literally what happened. We we caught feelings for each other. And I was like, it's, you know, it's me or nothing. I'm leaving. And 
two weeks later, he took me on my our first official date to the circus. And ever since then, I you know, it's funny. I, I never thought, like, I'm going to marry this guy. But, like, I did, of course, because everyone, like, girls are like, oh, I'm going to marry him, blah, blah, blah. But for us to actually make it to that point of, like, yeah. I actually <laughs> married that guy, it, it, it's weird and slightly surreal sometimes. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I'm glad everything did happen for that reason because – I'm obsessed with the kid. So. so do you feel like <laughs> after everything you guys have been through, like you're like, what did you say? Eight years of being together and, you know, going mm-hmm. through a small breakup and stuff like that. Do you feel like you really found your soulmate or do you believe in a soulmate? I do believe in a soulmate. Um, but I also do believe that you mm-hmm. can have multiple loves within your life. Um, just a love sometimes can be different. Go away. But, you know, it's not like he's like, well, this is how I am. So deal with it. No, yeah, that's, that's not. not, that's not the answer, Stop. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I guess that like my mind starts exactly. to go like bigger picture. And it's like when you say the words that like to death, do till death do us part. Like to me, I'm like, is that a reality? You know, because I'm like the whole idea, like I said before, of, like a ride or die or something like that. Like with somebody who's going to be there for you no matter what, always. I'm like, I think that like mm-hmm. that concept sounds great until you're in a situation where it's like not so great. So it's like, how do you know in a marriage where it's like at that point you are legally bound together and it's like, what happens if like at, at what point where there's a line where it's like, okay, well I can't do that. Like, you know, like, like, like enough yeah, is enough. Yeah. You know, like when yeah. I just, obviously <clears throat> divorce is a thing. People get divorced. It's a thing. So there's reasons and there's points yeah. as to where people get where it's like, okay, well I can't do this anymore. So it's like, how do you, manage that you know it's different than when you're in just a normal relationship and then when you're married i think a lot of times people get confused like what being in love is and just loving someone you know like i'm in love with dylan and i think he is my soulmate because he is like the yin to my yang or whatever we just we are so imperfectly perfect um for each other he's the calm to my storm and like my ex before that and you know other people that i've talked to um, throughout my life it just wasn't we never meshed like we never fit so well like yeah. Dylan and I do now um and when we were you know before we broke up we were together for five years and I was ready to get married I was like propose propose being that annoying girlfriend like you need to propose I we're ready it's been five years and thank god we did not do that really because after those three months and kind of giving that time to each other, we didn't talk. We moved out of like the apartment that we had together and we found you our way back to each other. And um, I feel like if that wouldn't have happened, we would have maybe gotten married and it would have ended poorly or we would have been struggling for the first couple of years before like thinking, are we even able to do this? So, you know, I know of, of a lot of people that have been together since they're been 16, 17, because that's literally what we were. We were 16 and 17 when we got together. And you just grow so much. You're going through college and he went to fire college and, you know, just growing up and learning stuff and moving out and living with roommates and finding yourself. You also, you know, yeah. have to find each other too. And that's how I yeah, feel like it makes definitely. it work. So after that breakup, do you feel like your relationship just, kept being the same thing or do you feel like that was one of the main reasons why it became stronger because you guys like appreciate each other more after being apart yeah I think it's like we wouldn't be as strong and as 
as, yeah, I guess as strong today, if it wasn't for that, we've found in, like a very appreciative understanding of each other and how we both work. And I feel like even though it was three months, mm-hmm. we kind of grew up a little bit and really figured out like, okay, you know, we love each other. We need to be more communicative. Yeah. If that's the right word. Um, if I'm even saying that right, but you know, you have to work. You can't just, it's not just like we both like, Oh, he needs to like me for my flaws and I need to love him for his flaws. Like, no, you have to kind of change a little bit to together. work for each other. You can't just be like, exactly a compromise. Like no one's perfect, but you can't be like, if you don't love me for the way I am, then screw you because yeah. no one's going to be exactly perfect. perfect. And I'm not going to love every. Yeah. And you're not going to love like, he can be so annoying sometimes and he chooses his mouth open sometimes and it bothers the fuck out of me and like i'd be like there's times i'm like i can't sit next to you like go away yeah because when you know when you it is weird when you do get married you're like wow this is for real for real (laughs) like you can't just pull that card of i'm gonna leave i'm gonna go like let's go on a break like you don't go on breaks in marriage but i also feel that in a regular like in your relationship with someone you need to have the mindset of like i'm dating to find my partner and not just fucking around you know like if we're if we're talking and you know being serious like it's i i'm not doing this for fun you know there's people that you know are doing it for fun and whatever and that's great for them because they're not ready to get married but there's a lot of people that are like you know i'm doing this Mm -hmm. to find my partner in life and i think that's the first thing not just kind of thinking whatever and hopefully it ends up being that way but the second thing is also you have to go through I feel like a lot together to kind of know that you can survive like yeah you're not going to go through everything like I've never been through a pandemic pandemic with Dylan and being stuck at home for literally 30 days like it has not been easy for us at all you know and I was like great what a great (laughs) way to start our marriage (laughs) being stuck in the house (laughs) without having to leave each other and you know at points like not knowing if we can go outside like well you don't know but being able to go through things at least and if you can overcome some of those trials then you know like okay you struggle a little bit but it definitely worked like we're gonna have to do this and make these changes but I I feel like some people when they don't want to deal with their problems each other and they kind of just not make it work like you're not it's not yeah for sure that's not how that works exactly and when you said that you know, sometimes people date just to date or like have fun, whatever. And then you start that's just dating up. to actually. That's just fucked up. No, but like you start. Okay. Cause like I understand yeah. what she's saying. There's certain people who just date to date and then there's certain people who date to find their partner. So you guys started off your relationship, friends with benefits, and now you're married. So there was obviously some point in your relationship where that switched it wasn't like we're just doing this because it's fun and you know the sex is great and we like to be together it obviously transitioned Mm -hmm. into I'm trying to make you my partner where do you like when do you feel like that happened I feel like it first of all like well for me it's so different also let me like backtrack and say it's so different for like a man and a woman because girls like I felt obviously very easily and he did too granted because he was the first <laughs> one to say I love you but anyways <laughs> um but you know I I fell for him and my thing was and the other thing was I, I fell for him yes and he fell for me but we also wanted that 
So it's like, you can be with someone and you guys both say like, oh, you know, but I, like I was saying, I, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I told him like, hey, it's either me or the highway. And that was that decision. Like, I know I was breaking our pact of friends with benefits because I was telling you I have emo- like feelings for you, whatever. And, but I also put myself in that situation of if you don't want to be with me, that's cool, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go. I'm not going to fuck around anymore because that's, it's not good for me. And this is not what I want anymore. Yeah. Like, I want to actually be with you. So if you're cool with that, then let's do it. But otherwise, like, I'm not going to just be a girl that you text at two o'clock in the morning anymore or like, Hey, what are you doing? That's shit like that. Like, no, it's going to be the real deal or we're done. So, and that's what I feel like. That's when it, it clicks for me, but saying something like that and not just thinking I can change him or being like, Oh, like it's fine. We can be, you know, cause I feel like that's another thing too with girls like, Oh, we've been hooking up and stuff, but does he take you out on a date? Does he want to like show you off to his friends or something like, no, I mean, probably just the side chicks. <laughs> and they don't even realize. Well, and, you know, and it's like, if he doesn't, yeah. And if he doesn't want to do any of that stuff or make that change, then it's not going to happen anytime soon. Like you need to move on and find that person or whatever the case may be. It's just so weird. Cause it's like, sometimes like as, from a guy's perspective, like you'll have a girl, like put in all the effort and like, you know, be super into you and all that stuff. But it's like, if, if, if for a guy, mm-hmm. like if you don't feel it inside, like you don't feel the want or like the the need to like be with this person, then it's easy to like manipulate the situation, and then like because at that at that point you don't have feelings for it, you know, like like there's there's people in my life right now that I know mm-hmm. if I decided to like you know flirt back, it would be a thing, you know. But it's just like like the reason why I said before that I think it's yeah. fucked up is because. There's so many other ways to entertain, entertain yourself. Play a video game. Learn, learn the, learn the fucking guitar. Watch fucking TV, mm-hmm. trashy TV. But like, whenever you like start people's hearts as like entertainment, it's like that's just not cool. That's not cool just because now you're getting somebody's emotions and like feelings wrapped up into you. Just and like in the back of your mind, you already know that this isn't something that you want. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it because you're bored. And I'm like, I get the whole like, oh, I'm just dating. Yeah. Around. I'm just trying to see what's up. But like, yeah. are you dating around to like? find something like you said or are you doing it just because you're bored well i think it has to be about yeah does that person know that that's why you're with them do you know what i mean because like if you both have the mutual yeah. understanding or he understands or stands that like you're just doing this because you're bored regardless of what they're doing then i mean you can't really they can't really blame you for anything because you let them know what your intentions that. are people aren't going in and being like i'm doing this because i'm bored People, people don't do that. Obviously, yeah. not in that way. But if <laughs> and that's the problem, no one's. But people are like, well, I feel like it's it's a mixture of both. Like as much as I, you know, I'm gonna be on the girl side, but also, you know, a guy probably has said to the girls like, "Hey, I don't want a real relationship." Like, you know, especially you can yeah, tell yeah, Robert yeah. like when a girl is starting to be a little bit more like, "Hey, you want to yeah. hang out?" Hey, you're like, "Okay, this girl's starting to really like me." And some guys do go and be like, hey, like, you know, I really I like you as a person and this has been fun, but like, I'm not trying to get anything serious, like whatever. And guys do say that and girls are they like, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, I'm totally the same. Blah. And then and then like two weeks yeah. later, I'm in love with you and you crush my heart. You're such a dick. Like, That's what do you mean? Thing. I told you I didn't want any. So I feel like it's it's both, you know, like there's definitely times where the girl, they are in a mutual understanding, but sometimes a girl or a guy even, you know, a girl can say the same thing to a guy like, hey, like, I'm I'm not in the mood for anything. And they just take the wrong way or think they can change the person like, oh, 
just wait. I'm gonna, You're gonna change his he's mind. Saying that now, or but, change her mind or uh-uh, whatever. Yeah, because gonna... I've been in that situation before, where it's like you you tell someone what you feel, and then they still pursue you. And at that point, I'm not responsible mm-hmm. for whatever hurt happens to you because I let you know where I'm coming from and what my intentions are with you. And just because you want to ignore that and act like yeah. okay, well, we're still gonna hang out, we're still gonna do this and that, and then eventually we're gonna date. That's not my problem. At that point, I told you that I was yeah. trying to date you. Like, yeah. when they see you hanging out with another yeah. guy or girl, and they're like, who's that? You're like, none of your damn business. We're not together. I told that, you like, this. Our generation, I think it's something that's been very prevalent in our generation is that we are really good at trying to separate feelings and sex. Which is something that's not supposed to be done, which is why it turns into yeah. this huge, messy situation all the time. Because before, like, when you have feelings for somebody, you're having sex with that person. Now mm-hmm. we are trying to make it so that you are you're having mm-hmm. sex with people and not having feelings. But it's like mm-hmm. those those two things go together. Believe it or not, yeah. Like, you know, as much as people try to pull that shit apart, the fact that you're willing to lay down with somebody and have sex with them, you have some kind of feeling for them yeah okay so i agree with that but robert yeah robert is super like either this yeah, or that like black and white yeah. with it and there's so much in between because even though maybe the in-, in between doesn't occur as often i have seen the in between work like i have this friend these two people that have had a friends of benefits relationship in the past and they decided to end it and it just like fizzled out and they're still friends and no one's salty no one caught feelings so it does happen robert you gotta like it can't just be like okay if you're having sex then we're in a relationship i mean it doesn't have to be i'm not saying that you're in a relationship but i'm saying you have feelings for that person that's what i'm saying not always not everyone is like that some people can have sex without liking people I, i mean i'm not saying that like i'm one of those people or you are but there are people who just want to have sex. <laughs> and like, I, I agree. I can, I see both and I agree with both as well. I uh, like for your friends, a part of me is a little skeptical yeah. of it. Cause it's like, I bet one of them did get feelings and that's why they had to fizzle it out because it's like, Oh, this is becoming too much and we don't want Still that. Yeah. But they also were able to put that aside and like, understand yeah, that friendship maybe. meant and more than anything else. That, but and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, it yeah. didn't happen or that it did happen all i know is that they're friends right now and there's not a problem and it's not awkward at all yeah and they still hang out one-on-one without having sex and nothing is weird and usually when stuff like that happens i feel like well, usually when stuff like that happens it was a good outcome you know because if it was generally when someone has feelings for yeah. the other person it's not like an easy letdown you know it, it always hurts that person there's always a little bit of resentment this and yeah. that and you know mm-hmm. that relationship may never you know be what it was before but uh, these are the only two people i've ever seen be able to do that and it's working out for them the only great. two people so, that means that it's super rare yeah yeah but, <laughs> but remember I what i said too, i said it's not black and white there are in between just because it doesn't happen all the time just because it's like least likely to happen doesn't mean that it doesn't, Robert. Yeah. Well, you know what Robert was saying earlier, like, oh, our generation. And I agree with that because back like, you know, back, back, I would say like 70s, 80s, and even the, in the beginning 90s, like we were still like people like our parents, some of our parents like got married in the early 90s yeah, after being 22 yeah. years old. Like you don't see that anymore. You don't see them getting married early, having kids early, because you see, you know, 
30s is the new 20s now you know people are doing it like me you know not I don't want to say, but I don't want to have kids until maybe a little bit later. But like, I have friends that had kids that got married at 21 and had kids at 22, you know, but you don't see a lot of those people anymore back in the nineties and the eighties. Like that was every other family, you know, you got out of high school, maybe went to college for two years or something. Granted, things are so different, but it's our generation of making that divide of like, you know what? I want to enjoy my life and play (laughs) and, you know, yeah, like they're like, you sexualize things and like, oh, that's so sexy and this and that. And you know, sex doesn't have to be, like you're saying, no. emotional. It can just be physical. And, you know, we created that divide. And so I think that's hurting us in the long run because, you know, how many, so many people are not going to get, you know, married and find their person till later on because they wanted to party in their 20s and get crazy in the 20s, which I completely get. But you can also do that with your partner. Like, just because Dylan and I are married doesn't mean we're shunned to buy a house and, start popping out kids like we want to travel the world and we like to party and go to concerts and <laughs> go out drinking with our friends and black yeah. out you know whatever we live downtown for a reason like we want to still enjoy ourselves Just yeah you're married doesn't mean that stops you know what i mean i feel like that's such a stigma they're like oh you're married now like i i've gotten asked so much <laughs> when are kids coming i'm like uh not anytime soon exactly <laughs> why do i have to start having kids now because i'm married day, like in the whatever oh. 70s 80s 90s it was a societal pressure that was forcing people to get married at a young age i'm sure there were tons of people who mm-hmm. did not want to get married but they were turning 25 next year and you know especially women were looked down upon like no one's gonna want you if you're in your late 20s early 30s and you haven't found a man and then of course the expectation back then was for um a woman to stay in a quote-unquote woman's role you know so you didn't you weren't supposed to go to school or if you went to school then you're supposed to get married and have kids and then you're not supposed to have a job but of course things are different now and people are more liberated to do what they feel Mm -hmm. like they need to do with their lives rather than immediately search for a husband and make that their like life's goal to be a wife and a husband and a, a homemaker you know so that's why we're seeing the yeah. the change with people, you know, following their sexuality more or trying different things out and doing this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look at the different types of people that you see now, you know, you see people who are, you know, gay, bi, like transgender, you know, all of these different things because people are given a chance. You're not stuck in society's confines of you are either a boy or a girl. You are either you know, getting married right now or no one's ever going to want you. You need to have kids by 25. Like that whole timeline that was like so strict on women. But I also think, and that's slight of the problem of why divorce rates are skyrocketed because I feel like our generation, um, which our generation, and please correct me if I'm wrong because I probably am, is like from 2000 to or it's like like i was born 94 so it's you know people yes, that are i'm pretty sure i mean i think i'm pretty sure, well, I'm pretty sure it goes 1990s and like uh right wait for what for our for our generation so oh for like yeah. millennial generation yeah. well, i'm just saying um i believe yeah. the millennial generation ends at like 38 yeah. 39 something like that like maybe even before but like the the divorce rate is so high because yeah. it's become so normalized like yeah. you see on the side of the road, divorce, <laughs> 500 bucks, like, you know, Working instead of, instead of that whole concept of like, no, you, you know, exactly. People are just like, I'm over yeah, it. And I so give I up. Agree. Like, we're just not working. 
Did you, are you just yeah. not working or are you just not willing to make it work? For sure. Because I it's so easy just to get out of it. A lot you know? more divorces because people give up a lot easier because they're like, well, you're not doing what I want to do. And we've been fighting for X amount of months. So I'm just going to get a divorce from you when before, you know, getting a divorce was frowned upon. But I also feel like there are more divorces now because or mm-hmm. there were less divorces back then because people were in abusive relationships and were afraid to leave because they didn't want to be like divorced. Like, think about being, like, in the 70s or 80s and telling your family that you're getting a divorce. Do you know what I mean? And then trying to go back out into the dating world and having to tell all your partners that you've been divorced. No one probably would want you. And then it it would just look bad to your family. So I think a lot of people now are giving up on their marriages. But a lot of people are just getting out of abusive relationships that maybe in the 70s and 80s, women or men would have stuck through and end up just being abused their entire lives and fucking miserable i'm like my whole thought is like if your relationship isn't working and you really yeah. feel like you've done everything that you can do and it's just getting to a toxic place fucking get a divorce yeah oh 100 you know as much as i'm like yeah fight through it you guys can make it work like you're not gonna make that yeah work. <laughs> so something's gonna yeah, happen that's so not for any that you can do with a good person. reason and that's why my whole philosophy on it is to do kind of what you did and i'm gonna date for a long ass time before i decide to sign my like life to someone essentially you know i'm not gonna like be dating someone yeah. for two years and yeah. then be married which i know a lot of people do and nothing against that but for me i couldn't go into that marriage feeling like everything was going to be fine and like I really know you because like you said experiences have Mm -hmm. to happen things have to happen real serious things and you know stuff might happen in your two-year relationship but I'd want like 10 years you know I think I think at that 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 point though it becomes like an age thing like the people who are doing the two-year things they are in their 30s and they're looking and they're ready so at that at that point they feel like they've already built up their life to, to that point where they're like okay well I had, what am I, what am I waiting for? You know, I'm not getting any younger, yeah. so I might as well go ahead and do it. But I know that like, for me personally, a different yeah. aspect of like, why, you know, it might be our ages that are taking like longer. For me, it's like, I just want to have my shit like built up, you know, like I want to have my career. I want to have like a job. I want to be able to like support myself without anybody else. You know, like I feel like mm-hmm. all of that stuff is very important, especially for a guy, mm-hmm. like not to be like, you know, sexist or anything like that. It's important for everybody, but like, in terms of whenever you're getting married, the, there is still the normal societal, the guy, you know, needs to have, be able to support and da-da-da. That's still a Buy thing. Buy that ring. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like girls girls still expect certain things for yeah. a guy well, to be yeah. able to do. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. even though things are, like, changing and things are, like, all that shit's great, but it's, like, if you aren't, like, for me, it's, like, if I was trying to do that shit now, I'm, like, in school and I'm trying to, like, do this. I'm, like, first of all, when do you even have time? You know, like, I just... I just wanted to be something where it's like not something that is yeah. added to the plate. I wanted to be something that I'm like, okay, well, this is something enjoyable, you know, not doing something just to do it. And it's crazy because like my parents recently were like, yes. oh, when are we getting grandkids? And I'm like, what? That is so I'm, crazy. I'm still in school. I'm still living here. I still haven't got my own place. I You're still like, have I don't even career. have a girlfriend. <laughs> like this. Exactly. Exactly. You're like, like, what, like, who, like what other girl have you seen here besides like, Brittany? <laughs> they've like seen people I've been like dealing with or whatever but it's not like one of those things where it's like these are somebody I'm trying to like you that's know, not anyone date. you're bringing to Christmas yeah for sure for sure so it's like just to like hear them say that was like crazy but at the same Literally. time it's like they're grand they're 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 my parents so like they want to see 
the next generation and all that stuff. But it's like that finding that balance of like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what's the proper time for you guys? And what's the proper time for me? You know, mm-hmm. like. And there's something like with that though. I, you know, with like kids, people are like, well, when do you want to have a kid? And there's mm-hmm. no such thing I think as the ideal time for anything. You know, just like you said, Brittany, you're like, I want a long relationship. That might be the case, but you might find someone and then just know. And being older at her age, like, I don't know if I were to meet, have met Dylan last year, I don't think we would have been dating for eight years. Mm-hmm. She probably would have been dating for maybe two, you know, or two and a half. Cause like, I do want to have kids and I don't want to have kids later on in my 30s because it's much more difficult for women to have kids then. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't like, I don't want to be an older mom either. Like, not saying, but I'm, you know, I just, I know people that like, oh, my yeah. mom is 65, <laughs> 70, and you're 20. You know, not only the fact of like, I don't feel as like mm-hmm. my mom is, my mom is turning 51 this year. So she's younger and I feel more relatable to her. Like, we have, we talk to each other every day. We have conversations about our lives and our friends and it's relatable. We can go get drinks together. She, not tired and wanting to go home and whatever but not only that she's also going to be around for a long time yeah she has a whole nother you know 50 years if she lives to be 100 and that's a long time for me and my kids one day you know if I'm an older parent I'm I'm not gonna be around that long you know and that's what I and so you know I think it's just all situational but I I don't ever think there's a like a specific time like yes you I know, can plan right. it if out anything, but I would have, when like, do plans ever actually work out you know yeah and you can do that but I just think when I you think feel like, like good and you feel right that's when you should do it it shouldn't be like monetarily based like yes I would love to have my my personal business booming and feel good and not have to serve or anything along those lines that I can just be doing my photography full-time and dealing with his job but yeah. Is that going to happen? I don't know. You know, I, I would love to be, I've just come down to the point where like, I just want to own a home. So it's like our home, it's our establishment. We aren't renting an yeah. apartment. We have a home and that, you know, we can make everything else work because we have people in our lives that can help us. And our parents are here. Like, you know, you just kind of just like, we'll make it work. But as much as I want to say, we want our careers to be yeah, top sure. notch and like, everything. Is that I the case? And how long is that going to take? I come from you know? the standpoint of wanting to have either like a long engagement or just being in a relationship for a long time before signing those documents is because mm-hmm. I come from a world where there's a lot of divorce around me specifically. And I've, I've seen divorce all around me so much growing up mm-hmm. that I just don't want to fall into that boat if I really, you know, don't have to. And of course I could date someone for seven, eight years, 10 years, and they could still end up, we could still end up getting a divorce. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I just think I just take marriage so much more seriously yeah. because I have seen how hard it is for divorces, not only on, you know, the parents, but the kids. And I, I of course, no one wants to go through a divorce. But yeah, I really, really would like not to go through a divorce. Yeah, I completely mm-hmm. agree. My mom and my dad got divorced when I was six. And then my mom was in another relationship for seven years and they broke up and it was a bad breakup. And then my mom just married my stepdad and they've been together for 10 years. Um, so I, that's all I've seen. And my dad on my dad's side, he, you know, it's been girlfriends and whatever and nothing like 
my mom finally got into uh, another stable relationship and I've loved everyone, but like me and my dad don't have a great relationship. And when I, Dylan, on the other hand, his whole family has been together. They've stayed together. Everyone's together. Yeah. Me, I've seen, like you said, divorce every which way um, from a majority of like my aunts and uncles as well. And my grandparents, like both of them are divorced. Um, and so I yeah, came into this, like I told scary. Dylan, like I was scared. I was scared. I was like, what if we get divorced? He's like, we're not. Yeah. He's like, we're not going to get divorced, but yeah. it's always in the back of my mind. At least it's different for him. Cause he hasn't seen it. It's yeah. not surrounding like it's him. But for me, I'm like, for it happens to everybody. That happening to <laughs> you know, it's like it, right in front of our eyes. It's happened. Cause my mom has been divorced three times. Yes. So I've seen a lot of shit. I know how it goes. Oh, and I just, I don't want to do that. And I know I can't uh-huh. put that on my you know, new relationships and all that because that wasn't my experience. But, you know, just to see, because I've, she got divorced mm-hmm. for the last time two years ago. And so I'm an adult. I was 23 when that happened, 23, 24, something like that when that happened. And so obviously I was, I was involved in it. I was very aware mm-hmm. of it. And it's just so nasty. You know, even when it's not a hard divorce, it's not ever just something that's like casual or quick. It's terrible. And it's expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I know. So it is expensive. And, you know, it's like I when my mom broke up um, with her second relationship, they weren't together. They weren't married, married, but they had they bought a house together and they had all their stuff together. Yeah. But the person that she was with her partner at the time had more money and bought like more of the things that my mom did. So at that point you just get nasty and it's like, well, I bought this and I bought that. And it just becomes a whole thing. And I'm like, I was just, I don't want, I don't want to end up like that. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's all case by case, but I go reverting back to our original thing is you just have to work on it every day. You know, it's not easy. Nothing's ever <laughs> when it comes to dishes in the sink. The too. little nitty gritty. I don't even know. Yeah, I just want me and Dylan in general it. are, like, very oh, similar because we're, like, both Capricorns, all that good, good shit. So I know that, like, as black and white as I am, I know he's also like that. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. he's deep, like that's, just, that's just how we are. It's just very he hard is to, like, very deal with gray. So I guess, like, what is your experience, like, dealing with that? Because just how, just like Brittany tried to like explain that before, I get where it's, where she's coming from, but at the same time, it's still ingrained in me that this is this and this mm-hmm. is that, you know. So at that at that point, like I I will be the first one to admit that I'm yeah. not like I'm not extremely like movable when it comes down to that. I can be very stubborn because it's like to me, I it doesn't it doesn't mentally like click. Yes, it's not something that I'm like trying to purposely do. It's just the way that like I'm built, you know. Yeah. For with Dylan, like how I see it, because I'm not like that. Like, if you want to talk about signs, I'm an Aquarius. So I'm very like go with the flowy kind of person. Yeah. And so I think <laughs> stubborn. So just stubborn. like I would you, Robert. <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> um, but you know, he does it we I think we just both take our each other's thoughts into consideration. You know, we don't shut each other out, you know, just like you said, like, I hear you, I'm listening to you, I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's how I think, but I I think when it comes to a marriage and a relationship like this, you, you can't, you can't be stubborn, but you also have to be understanding. So it's like, for me, I need to be understanding that he is, might not budge Mm -hmm. on something, 
And I'm like, okay, so how can I work with that? You know, and vice versa. It's like, if he's like, you know, if it's something that we just keep on, if it's not nothing that I can compromise with, or I can just be like, fine, I give up. Like, yeah. it's not that big. Like I can give that up or I can start doing that. If it's something that we just keep on butting yeah. heads, which we've had those conversations, it's like, okay, how do we find a compromise now? Because that's just, you know, we do like, I compromise. see lots of gray and he sees lots of black and white. Yeah. Like, okay, how do we feed this? Yeah. You know, and it gets difficult because we are both like, I'm stubborn as well. And, but I feel like sometimes Dylan can be very, He's, he's very close-minded. And I'll say that to him, I'm like, you're so close-minded. Like, you need to think more mm-hmm. of, like, realistically. And he's like, no, that's that's how he thinks. You know, I can't tell someone how to think or like, how to feel, respect, but we just have to yeah. communicate and be understanding. That's of the it. key to any healthy relationship. Exactly. Trust and communication. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, for real. Because, you, you know. No, I would say it, it doesn't, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can make tons of money and, or you can, I don't know, have a great family, whatever the case may be. But if you don't trust mm-hmm. each other, if you don't communicate, I'm so bad like it's just, those are the building blocks. <laughs> oh my God. Me too. Oh my gosh. It's not like we're like, we're, there's times where I'm like, yeah, annoyed. And I'll just be like, I walk <laughs> away and he's like, come back and talk to me. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm annoyed and I don't feel like talking about it. And that doesn't help anything because then it would get yeah. passed out two days later so and it's just something that could have been addressed right like then a, and there. I like a lump in my throat is and I, I clam up. I'm like, I, I can't, <sighs> not right now. I cannot speak about it. I need a, just a little bit. Just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like I'm a very passionate person too. So it's like, I don't just get like mad or annoyed. I get like real mad, and real annoyed and start flailing. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I'm just, I get, I get all kinds of emotional. And yeah. so it's not I, like, I'm not a level headed emotional kind of person. You know, I, I, I start bringing up stuff from 1972 and I'm like, you did this then. And it pissed me off then. And it pissed me off now. You know, I'm, I'm all over the place sometimes. And so, you know, that's when another get, like, we have to have a conversation. Don't be like, you know, I hear you and I get it, but why didn't you say it then? Because now you just, you blew up and made it even worse. And we just got into this huge fight. But if you would have just addressed it then I could have been working on it or something. So it's just like stuff like that, you know, but it's been good. It's been fun. It's, you know, even though we've been together for eight years, it's still a learning process for both of us um even now being being quarantined together um and he's a firefighter so he's 24 hours on 48 hours off and i'm not working so it's literally we're home all day together and that's just not our like that's not how we we drive like we like our space um and we're in a small one bedroom we like our space we like our alone time like when he's at work i love it i clean the house i'm like this is me time my time yeah um, and i feel bad for him though because he doesn't get that because i'm home 24 7 so i'm like i get my time but even when he's home i'm like i hate it when you're here <laughs> so you know i'm i'm grateful that i'm going back to work but it's been difficult so definitely communication is key i know that you guys just got married in january and then we literally went into a pandemic not long after but do you feel like the dynamic of your relationship was different after mm-hmm. you guys got married or do you feel like it was just you know now we have these extra rings and we I have a new last name <laughs> 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 well, actually I haven't even changed my last name yet 
everything's shut down. Well, I was like meaning to, and we, so after we got married, we went we went on our honeymoon immediately. So I'm very grateful that we were able to do that. We went to Colorado and went skiing since we got married in January. So um, when we got back, it was just we were I like I we got back on Saturday and I started working again on Monday. So I was just working, working, working again. And then all this started happening. Things were closing down, so I couldn't get my name changed. But dynamic-wise, I feel like in the beginning, we were like, all, you know, it was literally the honeymoon stage. <laughs> we were in the honeymoon. Everything was perfect. Nothing can go wrong. And then this started happening. And I'm a very prideful person, and I and like to feel independent. Like, I'm not depending on Dylan, but mm-hmm, I'm yeah. in a marriage now where I have to depend on this man. And vice versa, like I have to lean on him and not have to, but like I should, that's, he's my person. Um, but I don't like to show weakness and stuff. So the dynamic, like, it changed a lot because I had to, you know, I lost my job. I lost a source of income and now he's our main source of income. You know, thank God that he still has his job because um, he's a first responder. But it's like, it, it was difficult for me because I'm usually, it, we are both very equal when it comes to money and when it comes to just like where we stand and everything and then came to like well I'm just home all day long doing nothing and uh, you know that's when I felt like I had to get into that role of I need to clean the house and I need to do the laundry and like I need to show like yeah Yeah. I don't want to say like show my worth because that's not what I'm but it's like okay I need to do something because he's working and providing and now I need to do this but at the same time I'm like well I had a job it's not that I'm just doing it it was it was it was hard. It was definitely difficult to, to find that groove. And um, that's why I was kind of annoyed that this was happening. Cause I'm like, great. You know, <laughs> yeah. cause our honeymoon <laughs> feelings and stuff got cut real short. It just, once it just this all happened. Too, I'm like, like a, like a transfer oh, Lord, of power. Okay, you, know, you, but... you know, but it's like, obviously you guys were in the same like level in terms of like the relationship and you guys both held the same amount of like power. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon as somebody like starts paying all the bills and everything, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, now you just you naturally feel like okay well this person has more to like bring to this you know yeah Yeah. and you know and i feel like it's also like a respect thing because it's like he is bringing home more money so okay i can be like oh i bought this this and this Mm. today with your money with you you know it's our money but it's but it's still like you you know yeah, and like, why am I gonna go buy unnecessary things when I don't have my the income anymore? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I couldn't tell him, no, you can't buy this. Like he's the one who's making the money. Like granted, I would be like, no, you can't buy because we mm-hmm. just can't afford it. Like we need to save every extra yeah. penny that we have just in case. Who knows? Whatever. But I felt like I couldn't say any of those things, which yeah. I can yeah. because that's our. You know, that's how you can like. You yeah. can because you're married and you're joined together yeah. through sickness and health and rich and poor. Like that's the whole mm-hmm. thing, yeah. you know, but it just was weird because I felt like I couldn't and I felt like I couldn't say any of those things or do any of those things. But he is also really great that he was like, n- n- like I said this to him, I was like, I feel like I can or can. He's like, no, that's you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. And I don't think he doesn't think that way. Yeah. It was so do you feel like there's feelings being, of guilt? I don't know what that, that mindset was. When all but, of this happened and you were you know, forced to rely on his income? there wasn't necessarily guilt it was more like and I don't want to say resentment but I'm the type like when I have kids like I don't want to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom like I want to go back to work like I enjoy working I enjoy making my own money um even though like again it's our money but 
I like being in control. Like it's a control thing. And I felt out of control. Like I don't have a job. I don't have, it's his going to his bank account right now. Like I'm out of control. And that was just hard for me to deal with. So it wasn't necessarily guilt. Like your independence was more like resentment because I felt powerless. Like like you were saying, I just, yeah, yeah, like I felt dependent on him and I don't like being dependent on anyone because that's how like I grew up, you know, I, I had like, not, I don't want to say I had to fend for myself because I had a great family, but like I had, you know, just issues growing up and I had to be independent. Like I started working when I was 16. I paid my own gas, my own, like if I needed something done to the car, like I had to work to, to get that yeah. done. Like I was independent in that sense. And now I'm relying on someone else. Granted that yeah. is my husband. It's just, it's a shift change and it happened all of a sudden. And it's just, cause you didn't get it's difficult to, to be like, okay, get your well, mind out of one way. Your finances just somehow like come together after all these years of being together. It was like, boom, you're pushing to the deep end. Rely on this guy. You guys are lucky you got married cause it's your yeah. husband now. And he has to like yeah. pay for everything, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And it's not like, I'm like, Oh, I'm yeah. going to apply for jobs or anything. Like, you know, I, I can't, you know, there's, and so that was, it, it was just difficult. Like there's definitely, there's been times in a relationship where I quit one job and I, I was off for a month, yeah. but I knew well in advance I was going to leave that job and save the money and was fine. And I had another job in lot like lined up. So I was like, Oh, like it's fine. But with this, yeah. there was, there's no, still no end in sight. We don't know what's going on at least like, I started working again, but, um, it, yeah, it was, it's not, it still isn't easy, but it was not easy in the get go. Like that's a lo- where a lot of our issues arose, arose, arised. <laughs> All of our problems came from, because that's like, even though we might not have been arguing about yeah. money or anything. Along and I know lines, that like, was I've seen that like, like bubbling, bubbling, that's you know, also going on in my household it's where like underlying my mom got laid off and we have pretty much all of my dad's income, you know, he, he was like, he's working all the time or whatever. And I think that like, that's where mm-hmm. my mindset comes of like, just being able to like, want to have that support for myself, just because my, like my dad's always done that, you know, like he's, he's always had, I think even mm-hmm. when we were younger, like two or three jobs, like, you know, that man is a workaholic. He will always make sure that like, you know, his family yeah. is supported. And it's like, I, I guess maybe for me, that's ingrained that into me. So a man is somebody who is able to support the, the themselves and the ones that they love, you know? So for me, if I were to, like, get involved in something and I, for some reason I couldn't do that, yeah. it would just, like I said, just like you said, it would mess up the, the dynamic of, of everything. Because at that point, I feel powerless. I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And because I'm not doing that, we're in this position, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's I, maybe, like, that's why I'm just so, yeah. and maybe, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a drive thing, you know? It's a drive to, like, want to want to be successful. Every, every, everybody, though. Everybody, everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be able to stand on their own two feet even even yeah. you like that's what you're that's what you're describing i think that everybody should have that drive you shouldn't have the drive to be like oh i want to stay at home mm-hmm. i want somebody to pay for me i want to just like you know like to me it's, that's not a character trait that i want in somebody who i'm going to spend the rest of my life with because mm-hmm. at that at that point i'm just giving 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 and you're just taking 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 yes like you know mm-hmm. and like after a certain point it doesn't even it doesn't even become like like yeah. you, you you forget why you're giving and that person forgets why they're taking they're just doing it because that's, it's the, that's the dynamic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, and that's where like, I feel like in marriages today with that mindset, that's where that's, 
why yeah. divorce arise because it's like you start resenting the person's like i'm it's working a lot you know granted when you're a stay-at-home mom with multiple kids yeah. and stuff that's a lot of work sometimes it's cheaper to do it instead of sending them to daycare you know you're make you're saving more money whatever but it gets to that point where you're <laughs> you know they might still be doing yeah. it when the kids are in middle school it's like why are yeah. you what are you doing all day the kids go to school from nine to five you know stuff like that that's where issues started rising and and um you know Mm-hmm. it yeah it gets difficult but i agree with you that's why i'm and the way i am and you know we do are stubborn and bullhead sometimes yeah. but that's always when always, always communication. talk it out communication again well, i feel like we've hammered this topic out <laughs> thanks yeah, alex so much I for coming on so. podcast. yeah thank you Brittany, you do your little do your little outro since you're so yeah, good. Thanks for having me. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Watched you mess up everything now because you said that. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of RB Podcast. Make sure to go into Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Send a review and let your friends know about us. Help us grow. And if you guys want to check us out on Instagram, our Instagram is the official underscore RNB. And my Instagram is BRVTT. What's yours, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, what is mine? Sorry. And mine it's is Rob. Alex with two X's, Alexander Will. And once again, Alex is an amazing photographer. So if you guys need any pictures in the Orlando area, hit her up. You'll probably see us working with her again because Lord knows we need some pics. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Once, once you can breathe Thank some fresh so air, get out in the open. We'll see you next pictures. week. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all.